Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor, and your co-host, Julia Canton, is a therapeutic coach. Together, they discuss various topics, providing a different perspective on life and insight that you are not alone. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Welcome back to the show. And I think this is going to be an entertaining episode because Julia's like, just wing it. And sometimes, you know, when you wing it, you crash and burn. And I don't want that to happen. So, Julia, you know, it's it's we were talking a little bit about ghosting. And it's interesting how sometimes I feel like in the dating world that at sometimes ghosting pops up hmm. and I know how to communicate. I can f- communicate very effectively. I think sometimes I'm funny. Um, you know, but then it comes up to ghosting. What do you think about ghosting and the reasons behind people ghosting people when it comes to relationships? Well, I think, first of all, before I answer that question, I know that (laughs) in today's society, we understand what ghosting is, but, you know, words change, meaning of words and dynamics change. So let's first define what ghosting is for our prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. There we go, that word. And um, maybe prosperity too. Who, who in the heck knows? <laughs> we don't want <laughs> to be ghosted by prosperity. Okay, y'all. <laughs> okay, so that's the first thing. Um, but ghosting typically means that you've been in communication with somebody uh, for a relatively short period of time. It can be a longer period of time, but the individual just for whatever reason drops off. You don't hear from them. Um, unless, uh, in my experience, they need something or want something, and then they'll show up some period of weeks or months later, and then that's it. Like, you don't hear anything more from them. Would you agree, Steve, that that is a pretty basic definition of ghosting? Because we're not talking Casper the Friendly Ghost here. No, and a lot of people don't know who Casper the Friendly Ghost is either. <laughs> I just aged we, myself. We are, yes, we are dating ourselves. <laughs> You know, I I totally agree that sometimes I think when difficulties arise, we ghost because we don't know how to handle the situation sometimes. Well, but is that okay? Let's back up, though, because there is a difference between ghosting and avoidance and um, okay, uh, and processing. So, again, it's ghosting is a very specific term for non-communication, a sporadic non-communication or a definite non-communication after hosting what you think is a very good conversation and then they're just gone, okay? So we want to break that up a little bit and dive into that, but go ahead. No, and, and I did that on purpose so that we can show what the difference is mm-hmm. as far as avoidance and ghosting. And when it comes to the dating world, sometimes I think that women test men to ghost to see how they're going to handle it. Are they going to be reactive to the situation? 
there's there's so many different pieces to ghosting that I think would be beneficial to draw out. And is it really healthy? Is it healthy, emotional healthy to ghost? And it seems like in today's society, we have more ghosting than ever before. Because I remember in high school, 20 years ago or more, I'm not going to date myself. <laughs> we didn't have ghosting. <laughs> we handled it like it was. We were mature adults and we handled it. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I think number one, because you, just because you said women do that to test men, ghosting is not specific to one gender or the other. It sure. happens on both sides of the fence. Okay. Um, so your experience, because you date women, is going to be women ghosting you. Mine right. would be men because I date men and I've had men ghost me. Um, I've been the female that's ghosted a, a guy that's, you know, that um, I was, you know, talking to or showing interest to. But I will tell you, because I can't speak for other people's experiences, okay? I can state that if in the case where I ghosted, there was a reason for the ghosting. And um, and it and it just meant I just quit conversation with them uh, because they were either abusive or manipulative in their conversations. Um, there was something that set off my own alarm system, and I tend to pay a lot of attention to that. Um, but I also do a lot of work in that area so that I can distinguish between what's a good alarm, what's a healthy alarm, and what's a non-healthy alarm. So I just want to preface that for people because uh, I'm a big follower of intuition, but it's because I really do do the work so I know when it's supposed to be good intuition. And um, <clears throat> But the the fact is, is that there's a lot of reasons why people ghost and whether it's healthy or not depends on the set of circumstances. If an, if an individual that you're communicating with is manipulative, if they're abusive or gaslighting in their conversations, if they are blaming other people for their life circumstances, you know, whatever it is, you have a couple of different options. And I prefer to use the mature method, like you, you said, um, which you know that we used in years, years back, which is I don't want to talk to you, period. Okay, done. There's no, I don't, we just didn't just disappear. Okay. And, um, and, but since that's not used as frequently today and people just drop conversations and you don't ever hear from them again, I definitely understand the frustration of it, but there may be a basis for why it's happening and it may not have anything at all to do with you or I, Steve, um, in the dating world. It's, I'm going to take a guess that it has more to do with the other person when they ghost, that there is something that their system isn't handling well, that they haven't processed well, um, that they've taken offense to and you may not even know about and boom, they're like, I'm done. No more conversation. Bye. Bye so please. for you, you had a negative experience about a man, you know, manipulative or abusive behavior that set this alarm off that for you, you were able to shut down. Yes. But for me, um, when I think about when I talk, I just talk about, hey, how's your day been? Tell me something interesting that has happened about your day. Something that shows me where your mindset might be before I engage in a conversation. Mm 
that's how I preface it because then I know how to maybe approach some topic. But when I talk, especially with me being a mental health therapist, my reputation's at stake, especially when it comes down to dating. So I want to make sure that I am respectful when I do talk to, to women mm -hmm. that I don't get into taboo subjects uh, right off the bat because it's not appropriate. You don't know me. I don't know you. We don't need to get into those hyposopics. I don't ask for inappropriate subjects or photos because that's inappropriate, especially getting to know someone. I respect women and where they're coming from. We can have a conversation of where do you like to travel? I may want to go to Budapest. I don't know. She may go to Taiwan. Who, who cares? Mm -hmm. It's getting to know someone. And most of the couples that I talk to in my therapy sessions, I've noticed that within the first two to three years of the marriage, when they come see me, their relationship has gone backwards. In other words, when they first started dating, they didn't take the time to get to know one another. It became intimate very quickly and fast, which goes against the relationship attachment model. The relationship attachment model is getting to know someone. Once you begin to know someone, you begin to have some type of trust. Then it be, turns into what? After trusting, you begin to relying on that person. Then you begin to commit and touch as a last. So for me as a man, when I talk to a woman, I generally want to know about her. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because somewhere along the line, there's some ghosting. Now, I'll allow a couple of days to run by and there's no communication, but I'm going to pop back in and, and I'm going to say, hey, Kind of missed you. You know, and I, I'll do some kind of quirky, I don't guess in the I've got like a secret to tell you. <laughs> well, who wants to know about a secret? Everybody wants to know about a secret. So it gives them to talk again. Mm -hmm. So that's my approach. You know, what is your approach when you come to talk to men and you think, what are some of the reasons maybe they ghost you? Well, I don't deal with it anymore. I, and I don't tolerate ghosting. Um, it's not a, it's for me, I look at it differently because one, I've done the work, so I don't get in an abusive relationships. Mm. Okay. It just, it just, I don't do, that was a, a, a longstanding, you know, thing. And, um, and I view ghosting very, very differently now than what I ever have. If an individual doesn't want to talk to me, they don't want to talk to me. You know, and they're and uh, and I view them as not being worth my time to worry about or be concerned with why they're not speaking to me. Because I guarantee you, if I have if I have a really really busy schedule, okay, and it's a crazy, sometimes erratic schedule um, that can spontaneously change at any given moment, and so um, 
I know that that if that that's my life, okay, and a person doesn't is if they're not unable because of their life to fit in the flow of what's going on in my life, then it is okay to let that person go. It is it is fine, or to let them come and go as they have the flexibility to do so. If we build a solid relationship from that, okay, then that's okay. But if I never hear from them again, I'm not going to be, I'm probably not going to pursue it more than about one, two, three times. But it also depends on the the conversations had during that one to three times. Um, I also being a, a typically a very feminine female, um, I'm going to let the guy lead um, a, a good portion of the conversations. Um, but again, it does come with a caveat that if I'm busy, I don't, I may not be able to talk and so, or uh, communicate for very, you know, for a while. Um, so it just here, my thought on ghosting is, is just very, very simple. If they don't want to talk to us, they don't want to talk to us. It's it, and it may have literally nothing to do with us and everything going on in their lives and they need to figure their stuff out. Let them go. They're not in the space, in my opinion, to be in the same lane as what you are in, Steve. Steve, I, I know I know you well enough to know that um that you are very considerate about connection and um and trying to build um uh, in-depth uh, relationships. And I, I suspect you're that way with the majority of your relationships anyway, because it's kind of your personality. Um, but I will tell you that a good portion of women out there are not ready for that. They, they're they coming um, typically with their baggage, if you will. I hate using that word. I, it just grosses <laughs> me out so much. They're coming with their life experiences right. Uh, dealing with men, especially at our age, okay, where that those kinds of considerations are not in their typical life experiences, okay, and and so I think it can come across sometimes that when a man does present that way, that um, they're less man macho or manly that. Um, there must be a reason for why he's this way, you know, kind of thing. Um, and um, or their system just their nervous system doesn't know how to handle um, those kinds of considerations and kindnesses because it's not been their normal natural dialogue, and and so which is very very interesting and intriguing because they can be very nourishing and fulfilling relationships to be in with somebody. Um, so I bet again, if they're not up there on that level with you, they're just not up there on that level with you. So you want to continue um, finding um, someone that is keep looking, you know, because, and you're a deep person. So it's a, when I say that, I'm saying you, but that's only because I'm talking to you right now. Sure. It would be with any male that was very similar to you is that not all women are prepared for the kind of in-depth connection that you are bringing to the table. They're just well, not. You know, one of the things I, I like to bring out is that it's, I'm not trying to downplay this, but it's, it's, it's something to look at. 
It is easy for a woman to catch a man. Easy. But it's harder for a man to catch a woman. It becomes challenging, especially for the man, because women have these plethora of personalities that we don't know how to approach it. Women have encountered a lot of different things from men. Narcissism, control, manipulation. Sometimes a majority of it's negativity. And some women use some of that as, well, I need to feel valued by a man. And I'm like, you don't have to. A man doesn't need to teach, tell you your value. That value should come from within. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I'm going through profiles on dating, I'm looking and and I see what I want a man that makes me laugh. And I think I'm not responsible for your your laughter. Mm, there you go. You know what I'm saying? And that laughter, it should be, I want a person that I can laugh with to share some good times with. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the responsibility falls on me and my emotion. Right. And it's very heavy for a male to have to, a man to have to do that. But they're telling you right there in that profile the level of work they've already done on themselves. Uh, they are being very, very, you know, I love there was a movie quote I heard recently. Don't ask me what movie it was because I don't remember at this moment. But I, I remember the quote being they're telling you who they are. Believe them. Hmm. Okay, so if they are writing in a format on their dating that I want a man that will do this, believe them that they are telling you that they want the man to be responsible for all their emotions, all their provisions, all their protections, all their self-care. Believe the heck out of them. Now, if they say, I want to share these experiences with a partner in my life that is in um, that touches my heart and inspires uh, growth in our in our connection and our relationship that is written or how, you know, in that that is written completely different. That is the words of someone that says, I'm responsible for me. You're responsible for you. So let's come to this table. OK, and. Let's build something together. And that's a rare gem in this world. I, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's rare. It is because, I mean, that's would be a good segue into another podcast about owning emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, where do we own our emotion, especially when it comes down to terms like gaslighting, narcissism, those type of things. But when it comes down to a level of communication, If I feel like there's not a good fit, I'm going to say, you know what? I There's nothing against you. It's just I don't feel like this is a right fit for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what at the to bring it back to ghosting because sometimes mm-hmm. we get off on these rabbit trails in our in our podcast that I that I think that that is really what you're saying at the beginning is why do we ghost? What is the purpose in ghosting and how can we as a in the dating world prevent that from happening because there's nothing good that nothing that feels good about someone just dropping you without right. any exclamation ex, uh that word explanation there we go <laughs> i haven't had breakfast or coffee this morning so i'm just saying you're doing good <laughs> i'm getting my words mixed up here um however i think that there has to be like 
and you know me well enough, you know that when I will go silent, when my stress levels go up, I go into a very, very strong self-care mode. I go in my dial inner dialogue rises. So my external dialogue, it tapers off. And this is, this is across the board. This is with everybody. This is not just, just my beautiful co-host here. Um, it, even with my kids. And, and so I am, um, at, I carry two belief systems. One, if I'm taking care of me, I don't owe anybody else any explanation because I have to focus on me. Okay. Um, but two, to keep people from thinking that I've completely dropped out of their world, I may have to say, I'm taking care of me right now, okay? I don't know when I'm going to be back in contact, but when I reach out, just know that I will have done some work or I have finished this project or this whatever, okay? Um, because um, other people that are very um, conversationally connective and emotionally connected they're higher on the emotional scales think that i've just abandoned them it's not my responsibility to soothe them but there is a i'm learning that there is a certain um kindness or gift that i can give them by simply saying it it truly isn't you right now and i hate that cliche but i need to work on me right now so i'm going to be silent for a little bit don't take it personally and um and they will either accept that or they won't and, and but that's and the thing I like about you is that you are communicative about where you are. Mm -hmm. You're going to say, Steve, hey, I need a break. I need to mm -hmm. shut down. I need to withdraw. I need to take care of some things within me. I'll get back in touch with you. Mm -hmm. And it allows that space. It says, okay, I could, I give that permission to do whatever without me having to internalize with my, I don't know, let's say I had an attachment issue and I'm like blowing up and like you say, in self-soothing, you don't have time to self-soothe. But for me, I'm able to allow this to happen because there's communication that's there. The difficulty is when you're engaging with somebody and all of a sudden we hit this brick wall, mm -hmm. whether it's ghosting or avoidance, it causes a psychological mishap in the brain of sudden death. Mm -hmm. It causes like a reaction of a concussion to somebody that went into an accident and it's not healthy. Well, if that was there, if that has previously happened, right. I will say, because we, ha we have to remember that if that is occurring, in that communication, there is a trigger that has probably been long set of potential abandonment of some kind of um, traumatic experience that registers that in that brain. Oh, my gosh. Is there something wrong with me? Is, you know, did I say something offensive? Did I, you know, what 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 did I do that caused this person mm -hmm. to go silent here without an explanation? Um, that is a. I know people can't see us on video because I wish they did because I love talking with my hands and sometimes talking with my hands helps me work through what I want to say. Um, I want to I want to take this just a couple of steps off off track here. Sure. I recently had uh, and how are we on time here? Because I know that that can be a we get about thing. two minutes. 
Okay, then let's do a second podcast and come sure. back to this. Um, just because, and, and just for the listeners and for you, Steve, as a reminder that we want to hit on the um, love attachment styles. And um, and also, I want to share a story of my nervous system and awareness in a relationship that I am currently um, uh, nurturing. Okay, so and then that will give us some reflection as to, at the beginning for the next one. So, yeah. So for our listeners, we want you to tune in because we want to help people to learn how to communicate. And when COVID hit in 2020 it disrupted our communication levels. And when you think about kids that were impacted, it didn't help their level of socialness and being able to communicate either. So one of the things that I do want to kind of wrap this up a little bit is here we have a problem with ghosting. What are some better options that can be done when we're communicating with one another? And one of the things is, is that if you feel like you have fear, get rid of it. Have an emotional boundary of, you know what? I really don't think this is a good fit for me. It's nothing against you. I just feel like this is not for me. So remove the fear. Own your emotion. And I think that being able to be expressive in communication, you're going to hurt the other person. But that's not your emotion to own. That's theirs. Because there's an attachment that may have come or may not come with it. And so I think that's a good segue to kind of leave it here and come back to part two about how do we become better communicators? Understanding a little bit about attachment and how that affects our communication styles. Thank you for listening. Julia, great topic. And we'll catch up next time. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.